This is section 51 of Mark Twain Speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Yankee Smith of Camelot, Military Service Institution, Governor's Island, New York, November 11, 1886, in which Mark Twain reads from A Connecticut Yankee, a book which he was working on at the time. Read by John Greenman. I am a Yankee of the Yankees, a practical man, nearly barren of sentiment or poetry. In other words, my father was a blacksmith, my uncle was a horse doctor, and I was both. Then I went over to the great arms factory and learned my real trade, learned to make everything—guns, revolvers, cannon, boilers, engines, electric machines, anything, in short, that anybody wanted anywhere in the world. I became head boss and had a thousand men under me. Well, a man like that is full of fight, that goes without saying. With a thousand rough men under one, one has plenty of that sort of amusement. Well, at last I met my match. I got my dose. It was during a misunderstanding conducted with iron crowbars with a fellow we used to call Hercules. He laid me out with a crusher alongside the head that made everything crack and seemed to make every joint of my skull lap over on its neighbor, and then the world went out in darkness, and I felt nothing more, knew nothing more for a while, and when I came to again I was standing under an oak tree, and the factory was gone. Standing under an oak tree on the grass, with a beautiful broad country, a landscape spread out before me, all to myself. No, not quite, not entirely to myself. There was a fellow on a horse looking down at me, a fellow fresh out of a picture-book. He was in old-time armor from his head to his heel. He had a helmet on like a cheese-box with slits on it, and he carried a shield and a sword and a prodigious spear. And his horse had armor on, too, and gorgeous silken trappings, red and green, that hung around him like a bed-gown to the ground. And this apparition said to me, "'Fair sir, will you joust?' said I. "'Will I which? Will you joust? Will you break a lance for land or lady?' said I. "'What are you giving me? You go along back to your circus, or I'll report you.' Now, what does this fellow do but fall back a couple of hundred yards, and then come tilting at me as hard as he could drive, his cheese-box down close, and his long spear pointed straight at me? I saw he meant business.' so I was up the tree when he arrived. Well, he allowed I was his property, the captive of his spear. Well, there was argument on his side and the bulk of the advantage, so I judged it best to humor him, and we fixed up an agreement. I was to go along with him, and he wasn't to hurt me. So I came down, and we started away, I walking by the side of his horse, 
and we marched comfortably along through glades and over brooks that i could not remember to have seen before it puzzled me ever so much and yet we didn't come to any circus or any sign of a circus so i gave up the idea of a circus and concluded he was from an asylum but we never came to an asylum so i was up a stump as you may say when they reach the castle the yankee tries to get information from a man he encounters now my friend if i could see the head keeper just a minute only just a minute he said prithee do not let me let you what do not hinder me if the word please thee better and he was an undercook and had no time to talk though he would like to another time for it would just comfort his very liver to know where i got my clothes the yankee also meets a young page who casually announces that he was born in the year five thirteen it made the cold chills creep over me i stopped and said a little faintly now uh, maybe i didn't hear you just right would you say that again and say it slow what year did you say it was five thirteen and according to your notions according to your lights and superstitions what year is it now why he said the year five twenty eight the nineteenth of june well i felt a mournful sinking of the heart and muttered i shall never see my friends again never see my friends any more they won't be born for as much as a thousand years excerpts i made up my mind to two things if it was still the nineteenth century and i was among lunatics and couldn't get away i would boss that asylum or know the reason why and if on the other hand it was really the sixth century all right i didn't want any better thing i'd boss the whole country inside of three months for i judged i'd have the start on the best educated man in the kingdom by one thousand three hundred years but i'm not a man to waste time so i said to the boy clarence if your name should happen to be clarence what's the name of that duck that uh, galoot who brought me here there didn't seem to be brains enough in the entire nursery to bait a fish-hook but you didn't mind that after a little while for you saw that brains were not needed in a society like that and would have marred its symmetry and spoiled it well of all the damned contracts this is boss i offered to sublet it to sir lancelot to let him have it at ninety days with no margin but no he had got a better thing he was going for a menagerie of one-eyed giants and a college of princesses end of yankee smith of camelot read by john greenman